You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. It's lovely. I, you've heard me say this before. It is lovely speaking with someone that I feel like I know because I sort of stalk her on the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> Today's guest, actually, we have met in person once. I will say today's guest is a very stylish lady. Beloved is uh, one of the, I think, one of the sexiest wedding blogs around. I don't know if she'd describe it like that, but I think very much so. Louise Bickus is a British blogger, but she is now involved very heavily in the wonderful Isle Society, which you're going to hear all about on today's show. Today's theme is collaboration, cooperation, and not losing your brain when it comes to the aesthetics of your wedding. Louise, welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's a delight to have you on the show. As I said, we've met we've met at a at a bridal networking night, which you ran, which was fabulous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. They're one of my favorite kinds of events to plan and run. So it's great to meet everyone. I loved it because it was it was putting faces to uh, blog names really. <laughs> Going, oh you're a real person. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. I love seeing what you do. You create beautiful looking things and you help brides and grooms in in a big time way with the aesthetics and making things look great. And tell me how you got your start in this industry. Um, Well, I started out over a decade ago um, as an interior designer in the corporate world. Um, And After a while, you know, it was a really great job and I got to work with lots of really cool clients in London, um, but I was really kind of craving a more of a creative outlet that had less uh, kind of restrictions when it came to commercial decisions, I guess. Um, And around that time, kind of the world of blogs was exploding and I kind of got myself a little bit obsessed with my Google Reader feed at the time, which I won't even mention how many blogs I was reading at one point. It was, it had three zeros on the end in my reader at one point. Um, So yeah, so I um, kind of, I was obsessed with them and I wanted to try and do something myself to give a little something back, I guess. I was getting all this information and feeding off everyone else's amazing creativity. I'm not that tech savvy, but I had enough technology to kind of upload WordPress and make a start. So yeah, I kind of started out by... uh, just providing wedding inspiration for brides and grooms that were getting married and tried to um, kind of identify a bit of a niche, I think, at the time in a world of vintage weddings, which really isn't my style, um, creating something a little bit more kind of clean and contemporary, which is more our aesthetic would be loved. I always love talking to wedding bloggers and talking about, especially people like you who have been in the industry for, uh, and and I will say this, I don't want to say have been in the industry forever, but... (laughs) We always sort of joke because, you know, it all kicked off in 2006, 2007. Yeah. And, and you've seen so many things come and go over that period of yeah. time. Let's, let's talk about the highs and lows Absolutely. of some of the trends. I mean, I uh, started Beloved in 2011. So I was, um, you know, still very early days for wedding blogging in the UK. Um, I think, you know, there was kind of the three major blogs and then there was kind of a handful of us who all started around the same time, most of which are still going, which is great. And, you know, when I first started, it was kind of 
just before Pinterest was really rolled out in the UK. Um, it was people were reading magazines, but not really online. Data bundles on phones weren't, you know, really cheap. So people weren't really reading stuff on the go. It was all you know, at your computer. Yeah, over the last five years, it's kind of grown incredibly. And, you know, I get emails every day from new bloggers who are starting up who want to know, like, what's it like and what's going on and yeah (laughs) everything's changing every day can I just say before we go on about trends that I often think I'm a child of the 80s I don't know about you Louise but I think about going oh my gosh remember cassettes and VCRs (laughs) yes and and Betamax and then you go oh my gosh and then you think about when 2011 which you know in my mind doesn't feel like that long ago but in the span of technology when you're saying data plans on phones and going oh Jesus when you used to have to switch your Wi-Fi on and off because you didn't want to run that data down. Isn't that crazy? We're living in a really mad time where technology is moving so quickly that five years ago is like 1900s. One of the biggest considerations that I had when I was uh, rebranded and relaunched Beloved about 18 months ago, it was just towards the end of 2014, um, and I wanted to be able to create posts and a layout for the blog which uh, people could read in between tube stops because you can get Wi-Fi at the stations now. So that was my thing. I was like, right, you've got two minutes, and you know, nine seconds, two minutes to read a blog post. And then like, what can we fit into that amount of time, basically? Because that's where I do a lot of my kind of blog reading and research. Me too. I do actually, people will know if I'm writing back to my podcast listeners and sponsors and all these people, that's when I'm doing a lot of my admin in the morning on YouTube. And and you can hear the little swishing as soon as it hits the station. (laughs) Made the most of those those dad times, definitely. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. So look, let's talk about, you mentioned you, when you first launched vintage was not your thing and vintage was a huge thing. And I mean, it's still a big thing, but then there were the, you know, the barn things. And then we had the, I don't know, everyone's getting little tiny cups and saucers. (laughs) I mean, which is all beautiful, but we can overload on these sort of fads is probably too strong but what are some of the things that you've seen come and go that you're like well I'm glad they've gone um I think (laughs) my my biggest thing is still bunting I I I have a a kind of love-hate relationship with bunting if done right it can look beautiful Mm. done wrong it can be a bit you know it's a bit over OTT and tinsy and one of my things now is you know beloved will never feature a wedding with you know chintz and bunting and teacups and all doilies and all of that stuff it's just not our style for american listeners uh <laughs> they love hearing english words and then i just <laughs> come in with my australian accent and just fuck it all up but uh if you know if you know what you know um bunting would be hessian hessian is that we're talking about it's like the like the flag oh, shit. you mean the flags yeah. the fucking flags sorry i was thinking about burlap yeah. oh my god Louise, oh, yeah, and thank you. Oh, and burlap, <laughs> add burlap to the list. So she means bunting and flags. And yeah. then also, I love that you use the term chintzy because um, I'm yeah. sorry, you deal with my shitty accent. Uh, chintzy in American, which is, you know, obviously it's in English, but they might be saying, you know, uh, twee. That's yeah. also an English word. Twee kind of, yeah, lots of florals, ditzy Dainty little patterns. Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit country and lovely things. Very so that's something. Oh, I love it. It's a, yeah, again. Okay, so it's sort of an overload, like someone just threw up flowers everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I still think there's nothing wrong with vintage if, you're, if that's your style and you're into, you know, vintage shops and flea market finds and all of that sort of 
thing, then absolutely go for it. But don't be kind of controlled um, and too contrived mm. in how you put, bring that to life. Do you think when you're just talking about that sort of stuff, as you said, if you are, uh, if you love going to the vintage shops and you like having like a, you've got an old phone in your house that doesn't work and I think that's, to me, that makes me go, oh, why would you do that? But maybe you do. But, you know, people that collect that sort of stuff, that's sort of relevant to why you would then decorate your wedding in that sort of theme. Do you sometimes look at design choices when it comes to wedding and go, why what are you doing <laughs> yeah all the time <laughs> um, I mean purpose it's got to be purpose yeah I mean I love reading the stories from our brides because they you know sometimes you like look at something and go huh and actually when you read read the the story from the bride it you know has meaning maybe it's something that was at their parents wedding or something from their home or just you know a quirky little kind of inside joke and they've referenced um yeah that kind of brings them to life. Otherwise, yeah, sometimes things are just, you know, people see things on Pinterest and go, oh, I like that. Why? I don't know. What does it add to my wedding? Mm, Nothing really, but I want it, so I'm going to have it. And that's kind of the danger, I think. I agree. It is a danger. And it's also, I, you know, I think weddings should reflect who you are, not just something you've seen on a board. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to be looking at your wedding pictures, hopefully for the rest of your life. So you don't want to look back and go, oh, yes, I know I got married in 2016 because I have X, Y and Z. You want to be able to look back at those pictures and for them to be timeless and your guests to have the most amazing time. What are some of the things, I've got things in my mind I'm going to hit you with, some of the things that you could say um, that people replicate over and over again because they think they should be doing it, but maybe they should rethink it. Oh, that's a tough one because I think... I'm going to kick kick you off here. I'm going to say, I think strapless gowns. Uh, I have problems with. Yeah, strapless gowns. Um, I think they had their, they've had their day now, and I think you know, thankfully Kate Middleton going with the whole you know lace sleeve dress has kind of opened up a whole new world of possibilities for brides. Um, luckily for us on Be Loved, we tend to have brides who are quite forward thinking. I think so. We don't see too many um, strapless dresses. We don't see too many massive meringues, or um, you know, yeah, we don't see too much of that kind of stuff. So it's quite nice for us. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not anti the strap. I'm going to say if you've bought a beautiful strapless gown and that's your thing, do it. But I, I was just writing an article today and I was sort of thinking, I was talking about the new ASOS range and going, look, it's great that they've, you know, they've done lots of different yeah. styles. I think it's, you know, it's fabulous because it fits, you know, lots of different price ranges and you can wear pockets, have sleeves, do whatever you want. I just like that, that there are more retailers trying to sort of step out of the traditional sort of, a-line yeah I think that's really the biggest thing that I've seen over the last five years is just there's more choice for brides that Mm. can be overwhelming if you let it but also think it's really great because you know five years ago when you're looking for a wedding dress you kind of went to your local store and you picked something out that was there and now you've got so many more options you can look online in so many more different places there's more kind of smaller custom boutiques and designers for dresses and then the same for everything else as well. It's nice. Choice is good. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So today I really wanted to talk with you about collaboration and sort of what your advice when it comes to helping brides and grooms and your you know hands-on experience making things easier because I'm all about bride chillers and groom chillers mm-hmm. and just having a nice time and not having full mental breakdowns when it comes to planning weddings. What collaboration from your point of view what's what are the foundations of getting it right? So collaboration for me is really about working with the right people and communicating your ideas um, effectively so that everybody's kind of working towards the same end goal. Um, I do a lot of kind of collaborative shoots and um, shoots with lots of different people in the wedding industry and the ones that are the most effective and the ones that get featured and the ones that get lots of promotion and publicity are the ones where the team's really gelled and come together because we've all kind of communicated exactly what we want and then listened to each other as well. Yeah, that's a good point because I think a lot of times when you get to the stage where you, uh, and I know that I don't want to be sexist and say it's just brides, but a majority of the time it's brides making these decisions, but same-sex couples, it could be a man, who knows. Uh, But the idea that you go, all right, I just need to get stuff done, sometimes it's easier if I just do it, I know what I need to happen, and it can become a little bit feral when you are feeling overwhelmed and not being able to communicate clearly because you don't think things are going to get done. Absolutely. I think my advice for brides and grooms is, you know, you've got a massive network of family and friends who are going to want to get involved with your wedding day. Um, That can cause a lot of tension and there's always a lot of family politics involved. But if you can work together and you can, you know, delegate and give people different things to help with, whether it's, you know, having a DIY session with your bridesmaids or asking your mum or your mother-in-law to, you know, help you find a dress boutique or a cake designer you know if you can and explain exactly what you want and why you want it then that's a really nice way to kind of involve everyone as well I agree and I think relinquishing control a little bit is actually really healthy it is it's really hard (laughs) (laughs) I've I've learned the hard way So, yeah, I have too because I am, I think, a compulsive worker and I'm sometimes just one of these people to go, oh, oh, fuck, I'll just get up at 5.30 and get it done. And, you know, that's not healthy for anyone. No. But it, it is hard. You're right. It's very hard. What, how have you relinquished control? Oh, well, I've recently taken on an editor, uh, assistant editor at Beloved. So um, that's been interesting. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's really great. She's working really hard. Um, her name's Claire. She's Yeah, she's been with me now for about, three months I think so yeah we're still kind of in the baby infancy stages of the relationship of working together um but yeah it's been really great and it's helped to take a load of um off my plate so she manages all our kind of submissions and advertising inquiries and um she also liaises with our team so we now have a contributor network and a team of writers um which totals about 60 people which is quite scary um Yeah, so there's about 15 writers and the rest are contributors from all over the wedding industry um, who, everything from cake designers to photographers to florists to um, stationary designers, we all kind of work together to create beautiful content for the blog. We collaborate on um, kind of creating exclusive imagery and shoots for the blog and then our writers all right for us once a month on a different topic as well so yeah she's been great at helping me to keep everybody organized but mostly she organizes me <laughs> oh I love it and I love for my listeners to hear that how you know it, it takes a bloody what's that what's the phrase it takes a village yeah um 
And that's really nice to hear because it also comes back to the idea, and I've said it before and I'll say it a hundred times again, that when you're looking at these beautiful styled shoots, especially, you know, the sort of quality and caliber that you put out, that it does take a lot of people to make this stuff happen. It's not just you sitting in a room with a glue gun, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does involve a lot of that as well. It's not all glamour. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, in the team and working on sheets is trust. And that's one of the biggest things I pass on to couples that are getting married as well, is that having that trust in your suppliers when you've done the research and you, you know, maybe you've met them and they understand exactly what you're looking for, then you have to live, let go a little bit of control and give them kind of some space to do their own thing and use their creativity because ultimately that's why you've hired them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think if you are just also then just taking uh, an image from a blog or Pinterest and saying, just replicate yeah. that, you're not really giving people enough uh, opportunity to no, make something exactly. really special. Uh, Louise is the founder and editor of BelovedBlog.com. And there will be a hell of a lot more from her and me after this. Today, we are talking all about collaboration about getting together, about relinquishing control, taking a deep, that sounded like I was choking, breath, really just chilling out a little bit because that's what bride chillers do. Louise, I love just before the break you were talking all about trust and trust is hard to, well, it's hard to sometimes keep with some people. What are some of these suggestions that you would have when people meet a vendor for the first time? How do you really gauge if they're the right person or people for you? I think it's really about feeling comfortable with the vendor that you're talking to. So um, I know a lot of the suppliers and the vendors that I work with will um, become friends with their brides and you know they still see them months, years after their wedding day because it's really a genuine friendship. Um, that's the kind of people that you want to work with. I think you can walk into a meeting and everything flows really naturally and you think that the vendor is really understanding what you're talking about and maybe you've got a little bit of common ground there. And if you walk away thinking, yeah, I really like this person and I kind of like to be their friend as well, then I think you've kind of, you're onto a winner. Yeah, and I think that's such a great tip to say that the friendship thing, because I think you need to be able to be open and honest and not feel like you have to edit yourself yeah absolutely you know the at the end of the day your vendors are there to work for you um and you know they're you know they've got the benefit experience and knowledge and they know kind of what's what will work and what won't work technically so they can guide you and give you ideas and offer you inspiration but yeah they should be working with you and you should be yeah free to Tell them exactly what you want and don't be shy. You know, the more creative and sane bonkers the brief, probably the more excited they're going to be to work with you. That's so true. And I I, I was mentioning uh, in a previous podcast about photography and someone asked a question about um, about how you negotiate, I suppose, if, if you don't necessarily have five grand to spend on a photographer, but you may be uh, offering a really funky crazy venue that they haven't shot at you've got some a chance to be open with perhaps doing a little bit of negotiating I suppose that comes into lots of different factors without being a complete tight ass because these people have to make money and it's a business yeah exactly I mean, people need to get paid I'm just writing a post about uh photography and I'm part of our Lux for Less series so that one's definitely a topic right up my street at the moment I've been thinking right. about a lot yeah um 
yeah, I think it's, you know, it's getting that balance. You want to find somebody who you want to work with as much as they want to work with you. And it's, you know, for most people in the wedding industry, it's not really just about the, the money coming in at the yeah. end of the month. They do it because they have a passion for it and they like to get involved in people's weddings and give them a day um, that they can be proud of and that they enjoy and that everything looks beautiful. So whilst, yes, money is important and we're all running businesses, there's also, you know, that scope to kind of negotiate a little bit if you're offering something a bit different. Now let's talk, we were talking about collaboration and I think this is one of the biggest collaborations I'm sure you've been a part of and I've been a part of from via being with friends with lots of these wonderful bloggers <laughs> that are involved in our society. We haven't had a chance to really talk about it on the show. Can you kick it off? What's our society? Wow. Where do I start? Our society is the most amazing thing to happen in weddings in certainly the last five years that I've been working in the industry. Um, it kind of all came about from a conversation between a group of bloggers about nine months ago. Um, and it spiraled into this amazing site um, and resource for brides where you can find the best wedding inspiration in the world from all of the top bloggers. That's a really, really it's exciting really, project to be a part of. It's such a lovely looking website. It's islesociety.com. And if you are a fan of Save the Day and who I regularly have on the show, I'm going to say you're going to love this because... I have poached so many wonderful bloggers from this group of people. <laughs> They're all our people. They're my people. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to recognise a lot of people. So if you were to describe it, I'm on it now looking at all these amazing shoots. You've got blog posts. You've got, oh, my God, it's so many things. Can you, how do you find stuff on it? How does it all work? So essentially it's um, a scrolling gallery of inspiration. So all the bloggers who are involved upload content continuously pretty much. Um, so you'll find all of our top posts and all our latest inspiration being uploaded to it. So it's constantly changing. Um, once you're on the site, you'll kind of see this gallery of images. So everything that's on the homepage is in chronological order. So the things at the top have been uploaded most recently and you can kind of keep scrolling forever and ever and ever and ever and get completely lost I'm, in wedding inspiration scrolling. yeah <laughs> it is insane um and then there's loads of different functionality within the site so I won't bore everybody too much but um you can go to browse um and you can that from there you can search by bloggers so if there's a blogger whose um work you absolutely love you can search um and just look at their posts you can search by categories so um just real weddings or just style shoots or just diys um there's all sorts of different styles and settings and um, you can search by season and of course by color which is my favorite search tool um mm. so there's like kind of endless ways of being able to throw up different combinations and find different inspiration i really i really am proud of you guys because i've sort of been talking to so many uh collaborators during this process and i know how hard it is to build something like this absolutely and, um, it's, it's just marvellous to see it all up and running and also to see something that's actually, you know, like I feel like when you go to Pinterest now, and I know people think I'm dirty on Pinterest, and I'm certainly not. I think Pinterest is amazing. But I go to Pinterest and I go, oh, fuck, I'm out. I just There's too much stuff or there's too much spam. 
But this to me is curated in a in a quality way and I think that's what's so lovely about it. But I know I can vouch for all the people that are, you know, involved in it and the work's got into it. It's great. Absolutely. Look at me. I've just kissed ass for <laughs> our society. I'm not being paid. They're just my friends. And I just think that you're great. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's great. It's really nice to see everybody yeah. working together and how the content's all coming together as well. It looks beautiful. Now let's talk a little bit about what you do uh, outside of Be Loved and Isle Society. You're a stylist. Where do you find your inspiration? Surely, I mean, I love talking to creatives because I know I'm a comedian, as you know, and shit happens to me every day and I just write it down. (laughs) But that's very eloquent. I've just said shit happens to me every day. But where do you find Yes, stuff. What thrills you, Louise? I always say this is such a cliche, but inspiration is really everywhere. I don't have one kind of place that I go, right, I'm, I need to think about a shoot. Where am I going to get my inspiration? I know I'm going to go to Pinterest or I'm going to go here. I don't have anything like that. It's normally a lot more organic. So it could be, you know, sitting in the hairdresser's chair reading a magazine. That's often a good source of inspiration for me because I don't often get a chance to do that. Um, so it might be the title of something or the way a fashion editorial is laid out or a new trend in interiors and that will spark you know, maybe a colour palette or a texture or an idea that I want to use. And then also just talking to people. Um, I often just meet up for friends in the industry for coffee and we'll get talking about you know an idea and we'll say, oh, have you seen this? And then it kind of magically, amazingly spirals into like a whole new concept and idea I think the biggest thing for me really is I don't take anything too literally I don't say I'm going to do a rustic shoot my shoots will be like rustic luxe metallic like I throw lots of elements in there to make it a bit more interesting so yeah I don't really have one place that I go for inspiration my brain is kind of all over the place what are some of the advice if people are looking for things to decorate their weddings with? What are some of the more inexpensive sort of items that you use regularly that you know will add a bit of class yeah. and style to a, a table? Yeah, or a my absolute favourite decor item has got to be candles. For weddings, they're incredible. Um, if your venue allows you to, which hopefully um, you know they do, then light lots of candles that creates this really warm inviting and romantic glow and you can do it fairly inexpensively you can buy candles online or ikea um, which is a great source of wedding yes. props yeah so that's like kind of my top tip for you know really um, cost effective but beautiful and kind of wow factor decor I love that you mentioned IKEA because recently uh, Rich and I moved house and then I took a microphone to uh, IKEA when we were (laughs) trying to move a house, buy all the stuff for the new house and then return a van within a seven-hour period uh, and not get divorced. But while we were there and this Rich kept going, you've got to keep moving, you've got to keep moving, my brain went into wedding mode. I have no weddings that I need to be doing, but I just like, this is research. And I was like, man, Ikea is such a golden place to get little amazing things. It's incredible. Yeah, I had a real bride, um, one of our blogging real brides last year, she bought pretty much all of her like vases and decor from Ikea or DIY'd it. Inexpensive, but really effective. I think if you people have never met a stylist, the most fun thing to do when you meet a stylist is to talk about all the secret places they find amazing things. (laughs) Because uh, I 
I worked in television for years in Australia and I loved talking to the uh, our clothing, our wardrobe stylists because they used to have these amazing little places they would go and they'd, you'd go, where'd you get that skirt? And they'd go, well, it's down some back alleys. <laughs> and you'd just go, oh, where is that place? And they would be very secretive because they don't want people to know. Do you have places like that, Louise? Um, I have a few that are, I don't think they're that secret, but maybe they are. Um, I have, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have quite a good um, kind of over five years, I guess, I've built my kind of little black book of suppliers that I like to work with. So a lot of them are kind of smaller, independent online boutiques and, um, you know, suppliers of decor, props and items. So, yeah, I definitely have a little stash of suppliers who I can dial up and get pretty much whatever I need for a sheet and if I can't then I eBay it <laughs> yeah eBay still I, I still think eBay is one of those things people stop talking about eBay. yeah I'm like I still bloody love yeah eBay. absolutely especially for buying uh secondhand stuff for for weddings I we talk quite regularly about the fact that we bought a lot of stuff and then the next day literally before we went on the honeymoon I just went on an eBay listing <laughs> frenzy and made most of the money. Yeah, just back. get rid of it all. Somebody else can have it for their wedding. It's... You don't need a hundred bloody votive well, candle holders. I would argue with that. I probably have more than that in my <laughs> in my props cupboard, which is overflowing as as, and absolutely. As soon as I said it, I'm like, she's gonna say that she's got. People just give stuff to me. They're like, oh, you do weddings. You need this. So yeah, I need to clear out. Well, you're in, you're unique because that's your gig, but I think. Uh, just don't hold on no, to stuff you don't definitely need. Definitely get rid of it. Clear or spaces. send it to me. Clear spaces. I'll always use it. That's right. Louise is always <laughs> receiving your. <laughs> you live in London. How the hell have you got room? Um, <laughs> and we're actually in the process of about to um, look into getting an office space. So one of the biggest um, requirements for that is to get a proper storage space. And the rest of it just ends up around my house as decor. <laughs> of course. Oh, well, that's the nice thing. Again, you go to a stylist's house, you're like, all right, I see why you yeah. do this. Everything's oh. fabulous. Everything's fabulous. <laughs> oh, Louise, it's been so delightful spending this time with you, and I'm really glad that you, you, uh, well, you agreed to be on the show, but also that you are part of our society and B-Love's going so well for you because I really enjoy what you put out there. If you don't uh, follow Louise on the Instagrams, that's my favourite place to do a bit of a stalk with you. Do you want to... Let's plug. Let's plug the hell out of you. Where can we find you, look at all your beautiful wares and also get involved? Yeah, so our favourite channel is definitely Instagram. Um, so you can follow our beautifully created feed at Beloved Blog. Um, we're also on Twitter at Beloved Blog and we're on Facebook too. You sure are. And BelovedBlog.com is where you will find uh, the blog. Duh. <laughs> and also visit com. I think by the time that people hear this lovely episode, I mean, it's all up and running now. If you have a special code, you can get involved. When is it open for everyone? Uh, we're kind of waiting to see at the moment how um, how it's going. We know we've got a lot of people in the queue waiting to get their society starter codes. So we're, we are letting people in gradually and we're building it and building it. There's still a, a couple of little glitches and bugs that we're ironing out along the way, which is kind of to be expected but yeah we're hoping within the next few weeks that we're going to be able to open the floodgates and let everyone in so yeah it'll be really exciting when that happens I'm so excited well I will be posting uh well I have been posting some regular links to Isle Society and if you want to become an Isle Society starter that is like you are in at the ground floor absolutely basically what 
just uh, visit islesociety.com and you will see all the information about how to sign up. I would highly recommend you do it. There it is. Until uh, next week, well, until Thursday's episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, Q&A Thursday it is. Louise, thank you so much for coming on the show and I hope I get to attend one of your fabulous, gorgeous events. That's very my soon. pleasure. Thank you. Happy days. <laughs>